on the count of podcast. Podcast. Wow. Put your put some effort into it, why don't you? I think I just did. Thank you. Our show is presented by <gasps> Pontiac Fiero. I didn't have anything backed up for that. <gasps> yeah. That's sad. The muscle oh. car of choice by all dentists, one out of five. <laughs> <laughs> dentists drive Fiero? <laughs> well, it's a it's a dick car. Dentists? <laughs> it. Huge cocks. Anyway. Wow. <laughs> wow. Look, it, it was right. this was a dark film to watch today, and I'm trying to be funny. <laughs> I, I was kind of wondering how we're going to be funny about this. Well, and... we're, we'll figure it out. Because you <laughs> you're, you're cr- crying all the way through this. <laughs> I, I, I might start again. I don't know. I, it could happen. <laughs> Could happen. We're talking about the movie Fearless, directed by Peter Weir and starring uh, the dude, Jeff Bridges. The greatest people of all time. <laughs> He's just one of my favorite humans and has been for so long. I was in a room once where Bob was interviewing Jeff Bridges. That is so cool. <laughs> that is so cool. And I bet he was the nicest fucking guy in the world, too. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Absolutely. You want to help your friend or? I can't put him down. <laughs> He's not technically sick. <laughs> I feel like we could claim No, we can't. Um, he's sick in the head. He's sick in the head. He's definitely sick in the head. There's no doubt about that. Anyway, no. yeah. yeah. So, um, this was based on a true story. Did you know that? The flight itself. Mm. In Fearless. Mm-hmm. You were crashed. Wow. Did you know that the same crash was used in the movie Hero, starring Dustin Hoffman and Gina Davis? Your favorite movie? (laughs) With your favorite actor, Dustin Hoffman? (laughs) I fucking hate Dustin Hoffman. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, Dustin Hoffman uh, almost didn't survive that because he had to be in a real plane crash where he couldn't get into his character. (laughs) He couldn't get into the headspace of a dead person. Come on. He had wow. to crash an actual plane. That's the only way he could do it. Was that a comedy? <laughs> you know, I can't remember. Was it, I think his character wasn't actually on the plane. He, had, but he like claimed to be or something. So, I I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a bad movie. A very bad movie. That's probably not a good movie. Yeah, because he's in it. Um. <laughs> <laughs> We gotta, we gotta perk up, guys. We gotta perk up. Come on. Can we perk up? Are we capable of that? We gotta psych ourselves up. So the plane oh. crashes. Jeff Bridges thinks he's gonna die, and he doesn't. And he comes out of it fearless. He has no fear of mm-hmm. anything anymore. Right. Uh, he's a he's a fearless truth teller. In other words, he he becomes Alex Jones. He becomes oh. <laughs> is like how the fuck do you think you would feel after a plane crash you were on it your best friend just got decapitated you know you're you're watching all the stuff you're everybody's bloody there's smoke you're holding a fucking infant baby not knowing whose it is you know and you're just walking around a corn field what how did he get the baby yeah, how did that happen? <laughs> he's just like, oh, there's a baby on the ground. It, no, it literally it was on the, the 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 floor of the plane, just just laying there. Uh, how did how did that survive? The baby? Yeah, yeah. I I don't know. You know, sometimes babies I have just babies are resilient. Yeah, they, you know, you can bounce them like a basketball. They got spongy brains. See, I thought maybe it had been in a car seat. I I dropped you a couple times. Oh, oh no. That explains a lot. <laughs> um, you know, child abuse aside, I don't know where. I don't know. I don't remember how, but yeah, the, on, the, on the infant and all that. But anyway. Uh, but the, the, I, there's some weird cuts early on in this movie because I thought as he's holding this baby and then you see Rosie Perez going, where's my baby? Where's my baby? He's like, 
so it's her baby, and then it's oh, not hers. It's not. It's but a that totally was, different baby. That was the point, is that it, it, you were going to get that kind of like, oh. What is like a, this was like misdirection? Yeah. This is, this is the fun in games yeah. of Fearless. Yeah. It's the only time you're going to have it, so enjoy. <laughs> um, no. It's very disjointed, this okay. movie. Early on, it's incredibly disjointed in terms of like that type of misdirection editing needlessly and then him just wandering off and going to a hotel and you just like what is with this dude but that's, he just doesn't like connect with anything i think that's what that's why i asked though how do you think any one of us would react if that were any one of us that, that you don't know after something like that you'd be forever changed something in you would just snap you fucking lived and so many people died it's there's so much ptsd there there's just so much and at first, I, I kind of gave it to him. It's like, you know, I get it. I would be scared shitless and, you know, and, and, and coming out of it, I'd just be like, all right, well, I survived that. Uh, I'm the king of the world, you know. <laughs> and then I'd I just like, I'm going to fuck off now. Yeah, that's what that's what he did. Um, yeah. I mean, he basically like, did. Yeah. Just fucking off and going to the hotel and, you know, eating strawberries <laughs> with his high school ex-girlfriend and, you know. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah. I, I could not figure out what that was about. What was the purpose of point of that? Just it's because he was he was in the area of where just, they used oh, to live. Just, yeah, the plane I was on just crashed nearby, and I just and she had thought, no idea yeah, because it hell, literally you know? just crashed, yeah. so no <laughs> one would know about but it. I, she couldn't have known that he was on a plane to go. It took me business. a while to figure out who the hell is he talking to and why. Oh, I see. All right. <laughs> I, I didn't. I didn't know until now. Yeah. Like I cut contextually, I knew there had to be something there, but it still it seemed like an incredibly pointless scene uh, that that had really no explanation of any kind. See, I thought it just kind of set up where his where his brain was, or maybe even really wasn't. It's just he was, he wanted to do something mindless. That if you notice, he in the in the car, he kept changing the stations because he didn't want to hear any fucking news about this fucking plane that he just landed. Um, uh, uh, not landed, but you know what I mean. Um, mm-hmm. He wanted to avoid it, so what was the one thing that he could do? He could go visit an ex girlfriend. Why not? She's on the fucking way. Whatever. Then I'm just gonna go get a hotel room. Then I'm gonna you know fuck off basically. Yeah. And. I to me I saw that as that's just him doing something mindless that has nothing to do with what just happened to him. That's the way I, I view that. Mm-hmm. But I mean honestly, I, I don't think you're wrong in that um if we lost that scene, we couldn't do something later on with the actual full cast or, or something like that, you know what I mean? But that's that's how I view it. So I, yeah, I don't I don't know where that scene fits into anything else. And actually, you know, it's, it's, kind of, it's kind of funny too cuz early on in the movie if you have the patience, you there's you're gonna have some weird. Uh, Jeff is one of, like I said one of my favorite actors of all time, mm-hmm. but he has some definite Neil Breen moments in the beginning <laughs> of this movie, doesn't he? Like there's just just some delivery, just a little bit of the delivery, and you're like, oh, that's a Neil Breen. Right there. <laughs> there's a bit of Breenism. Breenyism. In, in it. <laughs> He's a- <laughs> He's just sort of—he's just sort of beatific and empty for a little while. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, I think that again, I think that that is with purpose, you know. Because he's fearless. He's fearless. <laughs> gets more and more fearless. His character's name is Fearless, by the way. I don't know if you picked up on that. <laughs> <laughs> Max Fearless. Max Klein. Fearless. What's his name? Is Max Fearless. Fearless is my middle name. <laughs> Okay, now beyond all of this, though, I mean, you have a fantastic cast. Just a fantastic cast. There's not a person in here that I didn't love. John Turturro, Tom Hulse, Isabella Rossellini. God, she's just so beautiful to look at. Like, every time I see her, I'm like, why are you? She's like a fucking angel. Just a beautiful angel. Um, so he's married to Annabella Sciorra and uh, Isabella Rossellini. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> if I would have done that, if I would have done that, Sean would be like, "No, get it right. We're talking but about the film." They're they're married, and he's like, uh, just doesn't seem to give a fuck what she thinks or who she is anymore. Now that he survived a plane crash, I I feel like he he's dissociated 
Yeah. I think that's what what it, it was for me. He's, he's dissociating. He's taking himself out of every situation because he's he didn't give himself time to grieve. All he did was just say, oh, well, I can survive anything now, you know, and so he's just kind of going around with like a, a puffed out chest, just kind of being an asshole. But I think it's because he dissociated. I think he's just kind of shut everything off. And even he does it very well. And this is hard for Jeff because Jeff acts with his eyes a lot. But he kind of had the dead behind the eyes look there in the beginning because I think he was. I think that that's, you, you just shut down. I can't even imagine. But my favorite performance in this movie is uh, Rosie Perez. Mm. She's just so fucking phenomenal, especially like, I, and I, I, I hate to say this because it's, it's very traumatic, but her crying scenes, the very first time I saw this movie, it gave me panic attacks because they just seem, they just seem so real. So fucking real. They're, they're pulling her off this plane and she's like, my baby's in there, my baby's in there. And she's just, you could feel her just the way that she was reaching out. It just, Oh, it was, it oh, was a lot. It powerful. Was, yeah. a lot. Yeah. The plane explodes. Oh my God. Oh, and then she just wants to die after it. You yeah, know? You yeah. Know? It's it, this is not an easy movie to talk about because Married there's to so much trauma. Baby Benicio del Toro, <laughs> who had a rat tail in the beginning, <laughs> and then he chopped I was, it. I missed that. I missed the rat tail when it was gone. I know. I did. I was looking for it, and I was like, oh, <laughs> now you just have a regular uh, '90s cut for a dude with thick hair. Kinda, just just asking, you know, just how much money you can get for a dead baby. And the way he fucking said that's like, dude, that's your baby. <laughs> Somebody else is getting two million dollars for their dead baby. So there's a whole thing. Like, oh, okay. I didn't realize you yeah. really needed your money. I so, thought you kind of wanted a baby, but you know, <laughs> that's fine. And that's that's the whole thing. So after this, and after after Max returns home, there's a whole thing about getting litigious about you know who's owed what for compensation for. Yeah. Tom Hulse plays just a complete asshole. Oh, he just sleaze. <laughs> the most loathsome person. Yep. Just I just I just hated every scene that he was in yeah. and everything that he is as a human being. It reminds me of him <laughs> in Parenthood because he also played just a a really abhorrent kind of person. You're just like God, please stop talking. And he's such a fantastic actor. That's the thing. It's like I love seeing him whenever I see him. I'm but... just looking at him going, "F. Marie Abraham was right about you." <laughs> <laughs> my cat was right about you <laughs> yeah so so that's and this kind of goes on throughout the film is is you know compensation meanwhile jeff has got to just go put himself in death situations to yeah. <laughs> to, to regain his fearlessness yeah and he does that quite a bit in the beginning. Standing especially. on the edge of, uh, of oh, buildings. And... I can't, especially when they show the, when the camera's looking down onto the road, like I, my, my, <laughs> I, my whole body tingles. I'm like, I, I, I hate this so much. Now imagine seeing that in the theater. Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fuck that. Let's see it on IMAX. That'd be great. Oh God. I would vomit. I would absolutely <laughs> vomit. I hate heights so much. I just, I can barely fly. And after I saw this movie, I was it going was to like, visit ooh. a friend and I'm like, oh, fuck, I want to get on a plane now. He got on a plane right after, like immediately after. Because his middle name is Fearless. <laughs> Max he's Fearless Klein. He's too fearless he's too... <laughs> to have that problem. So true. I was waiting for it to turn into Unbreakable, you know, like where Bruce Willis yeah. is, uh, is like, oh, he's a superhero. This was actually caused by Samuel L. Jackson. Right. He, Mr. Glass actually caused this plane crash looking for Fearless, his, his comic book enemy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, now we've written a whole new movie. Don't give our ideas away. Do you think M. Night watched this and th and got the idea like, hmm, but if I turn it into a train crash, no one will know. What a twist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it could be. <laughs> I don't know. So anyway, you know, the this... I'm in, gonna say it's in the Unbreakable universe, okay. just for my own head canon. Why? <laughs> yeah, it's it's more fun that way. Okay, all right. Well, this movie was not fun. Okay, 
this movie was definitely not fun. However, can, I love it. Can we all agree that we're all just with Isabella Rossellini? Like she's yeah. right. <laughs> she's right about this. He's a he's just being an asshole. I know you. I know you're suffering from PTSD, mm-hmm. but you're being a dick. You're, well, I mean, yeah, it's, <laughs> that's no excuse, dude. I get it. Your plane fell out of the sky. Okay. <laughs> I, I empathize with you, but could you be less of a dick to me and your son? <laughs> Just trying to live our lives over here. Yeah. I'm sorry we didn't survive a plane crash. <laughs> she actually even said that. Just, I wish I was on that fucking plane. Maybe, you know what? She's like, glad that you weren't. Well, thanks. Do you want me with you at all? God damn. Anyway, so then we go. Well, there's, okay. a, there's all sorts of implications with that because if she'd have been on the plane instead of his partner, she'd be dead. Good point. Right now. Good point. Which is him saying, I don't want you to be dead. That's true. It's lovely. But she probably didn't feel that way. Well, no, because she doesn't know what his internal monologue is. That's exactly right. And he's always saying the wrong thing. Like, uh, (laughs) just (laughs) even to Rosie O'Donnell, or Rosie Rosie Perez. (laughs) The whole different movie of Rosie O'Donnell. You know, with Rosie Perez, he's like, you know, he's like almost initially like says it was her fault that her baby died. I kept looking over at you. I'm like, okay, don't worry. He's not saying that. So Rosie, 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 God damn it. Rosie Perez uh, plays Carla. And she, again, also went down on the plane, lost her two-year-old son, Bubble, and just wanted to die. Just went back to her home, stayed in bed every single day, would not get up. Benicio Del Toro playing her horrible husband, you know, trying to get her up out of the bed and that kind of thing. The only thing that gets her up is Max Fearless Klein comes over. <laughs> now, she t- and he takes her to church. They they go to church. And, you know, he's even saying, he's like, I'm pretty much an atheist, but I'll fucking go to church with you, whatever. Let me you show know. you how to, sli- how to light that candle. <laughs> I'm a man. I'll light that candle <laughs> for you. You have to see the scene. Um, yeah, I mean, it, and, and so it brought together they were brought together by john turturro who plays uh a, a weird a therapist kind of yeah. a ptsd therapist everybody hates and treats poorly and i really like him <laughs> he's the jesus after all you know he's just trying to help but you know he's also like been hired and he, f- he feels like he, he's an outsider in this situation and does he even know how to do his job? I, yeah, because later, you know, like in the, in the they're film. Doing like the group, they're doing like this group therapy scene, and he's like, okay, everybody immediately relive your trauma. Yeah, can you tell me exactly what you saw that day? Why don't yes. you tell, this, this is the, uh, right. this is a mother of one of the people who died. Can you tell her? <laughs> and like one lady's go. Oh, he got crushed immediately. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, yeah, you should tell him. You, you should tell, tell her him. that. Tell <laughs> her, tell her that he got crushed immediately. Yeah, yeah. You what totally, the fuck? That's what you want to hear. What? No. What? Don't. Maybe don't say that. Maybe don't. <laughs> and I think, starting off, like I said earlier, about kind of being dead in the eyes. I think, as the film went on, I think he got better and better. And he, it's like once his character started to open up because he he found this friendship in Rosie Perez that kind of brought him back to life even though he wasn't really realizing it, I think that's where the acting got better for what me. the strawberries? The strawberries. Because he's that's like, a... they, they establish early on that he is... Uh, he was allergic to them. Allergic to strawberries, and then they have him just eating strawberries regularly. To him, like, that's a challenge to see if he'll... I don't die. think that's how food allergies work. <laughs> not, well, not, not, you, not all of them. But see, okay, here's something. You don't just like just sit down and eat gluten, you know? <laughs> no, but I've been glutened. Um, no, like, look at um, your niece, Stephanie. Uh-huh. Could not eat strawberries for most of her life. Can have them now. Yeah. It's your body can change. And I don't know, like, for him, it is so strange, but. Maybe there was a, a a cortisol issue in his body where it's like nothing, you know, it's like it, it wasn't registering that he was eating a strawberry. It could be anything. I have no idea. Does but he I, desire death? I don't think so. Ooh. I don't think he does. I would say because he's courting it, though. Yeah, he definitely is doing yeah. that. But I don't think... Like, does he actually want to die or does he just want to live crazily? 
I think in the way that he, he in, as he and Rosie Perez's uh, friendship moves on, I think he really would have just up and ran away with her. I really do. I think that, that it just changed, start his life all over again. Just, just run away and forget about it. But for him, that's stuffing down the pain and not facing what he went through. You know what I mean? So that I think that's not fearless. That's anti-fearless. That's why they call him Max anti-fearless. <laughs> no one calls him that. No. Not even his mom. Um, yeah, no, I, I don't. Th- I don't think it that he wants to die. But like you said, yeah, I think. I think but then he drives into a wall as fast as he can to prove a point to Rosie Perez's character. Yeah, it wasn't her fault. It was, it's not your fault, man. It's not your fault. Hey. It's not your fault. Hey, man. It's, hey. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. <laughs> Stop it, man. Stop it. <laughs> um, <laughs> hey. It's not your fault. Hey, look at us. <laughs> it's not your fault. <laughs> I think it is, actually. <laughs> it's always my fault. Could be. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Amy is to blame. Yeah, I, 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 I thought so. Oh, no. I'm not sure of it. So the, he drives his car into a wall. To prove a point to Rosie Perez. Now, to again, try and prove to her that she could not have hold her, held her baby during the plane crash. Right. And the oh, thing... That, okay, that was the point. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what did you think he was doing? I Just having fun. I thought literally like giving her another chance to... Oh, and then she but, failed. It's like, yeah, I was, I was a little like, what, really? What was this the was point of that? I didn't understand what was going on. I, don't I think. would be so pissed at this movie if that was the case. I'd be like, fuck you. This movie sucks. Oh my god. No. Just prove like if she'd held on to it, like, oh man, I could have saved my kid. I really suck. Why? Oh no. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> God damn it! No, and 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 again, it's and and here's the thing, and maybe it's just because I know details about this particular automobile that he was driving, the um, Volvo, the Volvo. <laughs> in the '90s, these car, and maybe these they still are to this day, but in the '90s, they were pretty crash resistant, and if you did get in an accident, most people. Did not die in a Volvo because they're so well crafted in the front. So I think that there's something like that in the back of my head. Like maybe his character would know that. I don't know. That's why he bought a Volvo. That's why he bought the Volvo because it was fucking safe. safe. So I mean, that's why he put her in the back seat. <laughs> so I don't know. I I think that was just as much for himself as it was for her. Mostly for her, but for him too. It's like I he he's, he feels like he's invincible. Mm-hmm. So. And to him, he wasn't scared, so if something did happen to him, at least it wouldn't happen to her. However, having said that, if you look at it, you're just, you're, you're, you're forcing a whole new, a whole new litany of trauma <laughs> on the both of you. Yeah. You know? Yeah, this is, he, let's, let's just say this, so he is not a licensed therapist. <laughs> he's not a licensed therapist, that's why he's an architect. <laughs> Plus, I, I he, don't think John Turturro's character would have approved of this kind of therapy. I don't know anyone who would approve of this kind of therapy. <laughs> but you're right. Yeah, he probably... I, they, I think they watched uh, David Cronenberg's crash. Maybe he was trying to get her turned on. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the worst thing you've ever said. <laughs> crash from David Cronenberg is a movie about people who are sexually uh, set off by car accidents. Oh, no. <laughs> Wait, is that the? Is that really, really? <laughs> yes, but you didn't know that was the premise of that. I've never seen Crash. Oh wow! Yeah, no. they're, uh, they're sexually turned on by car crashes. Yes. Oh my god! <laughs> I just bought it the Criterion DVD. If you want to watch it, <laughs> I'm good. I don't think anyone needs that. I think that's fucking weird. I'm sorry. <laughs> Cronenberg weird. is weird. Yeah. yeah. Wait, hang on. Can I get a quote here? Amy is saying that David Cronenberg's a little weird. Look. I know you guys are used to my hot takes on this show. <laughs> so I, I feel no shame saying that. God damn it. Can you imagine David Cronenberg's fearless? Oh, 
<laughs> they crash and like Dave and like Jeff Bridges becomes the the, the baby is fused to his head. <laughs> and he's got to go around with this living baby fused to his head. I don't like David Cronenberg's oh, Fearless. <laughs> Everybody just emerges from the plane, just kind of a massive person. Oh god! They're all like they're just melted together now. Thank you. <laughs> I hate your idea, and I want it to stop. They fall into this. Stop it. They fall into die. this community of people who are like totally into that. Like they get sexually turned on oh by people who are burned, fused together. Oh. Oh no. <laughs> I hate that movie. David Cronenberg's Fearless. Fearless. <laughs> Fucking wow, man. No. Wow. <laughs> Just wow. <laughs> I don't want that film. I, I didn't ask for that film. Nobody did. Nobody <laughs> asked for that film. Well, that's why I'm fearless. <laughs> Sean, fearless asshole. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. No. Yeah, I... I I don't know if I connected with this movie the way you did. I think for me, it it was a it was a bunch of little things, and it, it, it like I said, it's it's Rosie Perez for me. Even though Jeff Bridges is one of my favorite actors, this is not my favorite film of his, but it is. I rank it pretty high because I love how it was shot. I think the the, the idea of it, I, I I like the idea of it. Um, I, I just think that I think I, I deal with my grief a little bit different than than some other people do. And I think that when I watched this movie, it was just cathartic to, you know what I mean? And I because I did, I didn't I didn't. I don't think I, yeah. The second time I watched it, um, it was after our mom had passed mm-hmm. and I and it, it, it had done something for me. So it, that's probably my connection to it. Mm hmm. But overall, you know, I, I do think it's I think it's a good film. I think it was it was done well. I think that it's very slow going in the beginning. Like I said, there's some brain moments. But... <laughs> I just find it disjointed. Like I just don't understand. Like and I get I get that he's trying to unmoor us from the reality in the same way that kind of uh, Bridges' character uh, yeah. Fearless is unmoored from this. But um, I. I, I was some, I wanted something a little bit more conventional that would kind of you know draw me in and connect me to the character instead of this instead of the what what they were doing. <laughs> <laughs> instead of, instead of what they were doing. <laughs> Overall, uh, just want something else. Still, just kind of pissed me off. No, it's a different movie, you know? Peter Weir is a great director. He he's really a, is. He's a, he's a great director. Mm-hmm. I just don't know exactly what it is that he's going for here. I just told you. <laughs> it's about trauma. <laughs> and, uh, you know, money. <laughs> this is actually a movie about Tom Hulse's character. <laughs> and, the, and the various ways you can pull more money out of insurance companies and uh, airlines. Oh, God. After a crash. How many, how many ways, like, you know, even him just trying to, to if, if somebody in this film, like, says something to him he's like oh we don't frame it like that you know like just how much he wanted them it's lying dude it's straight up fucking lying <laughs> he's like just the worst he is the worst he's the worst person ever <laughs> but i don't but at the like same him. time like he's also taking money from like massive corporations so it's like it's I can't feel bad for them. Correct. Like I can't root for this asshole but like I don't care if he's stealing taking money from fucking Major corporations. That doesn't bother me at no. all. It's no. it's but it's take them for all they're worth. I just <laughs> I mean you're right. <laughs> of course you're right. None of this was ever gonna go to trial. They were gonna settle this thing no matter what. I that's mean, how that's how plane crash works like that in terms of the law. They tend not to they the the airlines tend not to try and tell you that the plane crash didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> it was all just a dream. Well, no, you weren't a plane crash. I no. think we would have heard about a plane ride. Right. Um, I think we'd know. <laughs> we know. counted all the planes. They're there. <laughs> They're there. 
I don't know what you think you saw. What, pretty what sure. Are those, are those stock images? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure this is a false flag. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be a fearless truther. God, we're terrible. <laughs> we're terrible human beings. Rosie, Rosie Perez never had a child. Yeah, you didn't get on with the baby. I don't know why you think you should leave with one. So, God, that'd be so horrible, wouldn't it? Uh, isn't that the isn't that the the plot of the movie Flight Plan with Jodie Foster? Oh my God, <laughs> Gaslight the movie. Shit, I think that actually is the plot. I think you're right. Yeah, I do think you're like, right. She falls asleep. They take her kid. And you didn't have one. She when wakes you came up on. and they're like, uh, "Sorry, you didn't have a child with you. I don't know what we don't know what you're talking about." Lovely. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. That's true. Yeah. So, uh, would you like if I if I were to tell somebody that they should watch this movie, I would. I, I, which I I've recommended it before, mm-hmm. but that's only for people who can handle and aren't triggered by their grief. Because mm-hmm. this movie can be very. It, very triggering, I think, and, and elicits a lot of emotions. It's not an easy watch if um, you have lost a, a loved one, you know, whether it be in a plane crash or something like that. Like, this is not the movie to watch for you. And if you're having a really good, bright, sunny day and you're enjoying yourself, I don't recommend watching Fearless. <laughs> no. You know? If you want to well, I think that's part of my bit, sure. Yeah. <clears throat> part of my problem with this movie is that I thought it was going to be inspirational. I uh. thought the whole point of it was going to be like, re- you know, reaffirming a love of life. Like I survived this thing, and you know, my love of being alive is reaffirmed. And that's not what this movie. No. Is. no. <laughs> I hate life, life affirming can, things. <clears throat> life can only be good now if I'm near death somehow. <laughs> well, again, <laughs> that's why I think he. I, I really do think that he just he was just dissociating. Just you know. I don't know. I, I I I still I still like this movie a lot, and I I still have such a connection with it. But at the same time, watching it now too, there are certain things that I think didn't age well for me. Yeah, like what? I'm trying to remember now. God damn it! Why didn't I take? I I didn't take any notes. <laughs> and I always take notes during we these have, movies. We don't have any quotes either. We don't have any cunts for the cunt list. <laughs> That guy in the meeting who was like, I've got to get back to my business, business man. Oh, yeah, yeah, Angry White Man. He'll go on there. Angry White Man. Yeah, and Tom Holtz's character, Brillstein. (laughs) But no one in reality went on the cunt list. So, which is a first for us, I think. Is it not? I would say, yeah. yeah. I mean, no, I think we've had one where nobody ended up on there, but. Really? Possible. I feel like I found. Do you know how Jeff Bridges found this character? in terms of getting into his uh, acting realm. Mm-mm. He had a conversation, uh, a sit-down dinner, with his very good friend, Gary Busey, uh-huh. who's, of course, faced death uh, <laughs> yes. in, a, in a motorcycle crash. Right. And he was asking Busey what that was like, being in a coma, uh, you know, sur- getting out of it with his life. And Busey's fucking insane after, you know, he was, he was Kind of crazy before the motorcycle accident and afterwards. crazier afterwards. Yeah. He loves onion rings, though. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? <laughs> this is, so, this is some busy This is some busy trivia? This is busy trivia. Uh, somebody recorded him at a diner, and uh, he was, he was like, eating onion rings. And he's just like, yeah, I love onion rings. And I could just see Gary Busey saying it, too. <laughs> just like, big smile on his all teeth. Old, yeah, all teeth. <laughs> and, you know what? and I just I look at him like you know what good for you good for fucking you Busey <laughs> you deserve to love what you, you shouldn't even be rings. here I mean honestly and now a digression yeah have you seen the movie Hider in the House no so Hider in the House this is a real movie starring Gary Busey and Mimi Rogers and Michael McKeon uh, in which Gary Busey plays a mental patient who gets released from the mental hospital and he finds this uh, construction crew working on a house, and he sneaks inside and he builds a wall in in the in their uh, attic. I think I've seen the trailer. For creates this. a false wall that's going to be his room that he's going to live in, and he's going to hide, and thus he is the hider in the house. But he also befriends Mimi Rogers and her son, 
uh, while because Michael McKean's cheating on his wife and off running around and stuff. <laughs> and and he's like, so there's like this scene where like Busey sneaks into her bedroom in the middle of the night and just watches her sleep. Ah! Can you imagine having Gary Busey watch you sleep? <laughs> It's like a um, misfits when uh, when Simon goes invisible and then goes in and watches his his oh, uh, yeah. parole officer, yeah, probation worker sleeping. It's icky. That's an <laughs> icky thing to do. It's very icky. Highly recommend uh, Allison Pregler and Phelis's video on Hider in the House. It's hilarious. Don't know if I. Another digression, me. just ab- absolutely apropos of nothing, because we've got very little to talk about here. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I was I, I saw this clip, and I think it might be from the TV show Barry. I'm not sure. But this guy was talking about, we're talking about sneaking into people's homes. Uh, his friend, this female friend of his, is telling him about this, you know, this person who's really bothered her, really kind of hurt her feelings. And he's like, he comes up with this plan where he's like, I, okay, I, I won't hurt her. But uh, I've got a way to mess with her. Um, so for the next few weeks, I'm just going to sneak into her house and take pictures of her sleeping and, and leave them for her. And then I'm going to continue to break into her house every week and just move things. So like I make her chairs smaller or like, you know, move her, just move items where she knows they're supposed to be a certain spot, but they're not there anymore until she goes completely insane. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, tri- just trimming the legs on her pants just so they're... <laughs> Am I getting taller? <laughs> That's like a big um, incel move, isn't it? Um, if I can't have her, I'll make her suffer. No, no, he, this woman had hurt his female friend that he was trying to defend, so he was going to just drive this woman slowly insane. It's still weird. It's still weird. <laughs> so, like, little Robbie, like, gets shorter every... <laughs> No, Bobby, we can't afford to have you get any shorter. I won't be just one of you. your one of your posters just disappears from the wall. Oh my god! Oh no! And you're like, wait, isn't there supposed to be something? Then it's then it comes back a week later, and you're like, wasn't that gone? That would piss me off so much. <laughs> it would freak you out, though. Oh my god! It would freak you out, right? Yeah, absolutely, it would. <laughs> Cheekers. I kind of want to see somebody play that out now. No. <laughs> to see how that would... Don't do it to me. <laughs> Because I already feel like I'm going crazy as it is. <laughs> Can I help you? Yeah. <laughs> I think somebody on Scrubs did that as a joke one time, too. That seems like a Scrubs like, move. They were just changing their clothes to make them think that they were look, they were taller <laughs> or skinnier. I haven't watched that in so long. I need to watch it again. Didn't they mention, mention that on Bob's Burgers one time? What? Scrubs? Uh, no, the... The idea of like making someone go insane. I feel like they did. Early days. Early <laughs> I don't know it sounds like something Gene would do. I think it was. I think it was Gene and Louise, and they were talking about it. Louise would totally do that. She would yeah. totally like <laughs> slipping lifts into someone's shoes. How did I get taller? <laughs> Hi, if somebody did that to me, it was like. Making it seem like I was shorter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 4'11 now. Like I can't get any smaller. Can you imagine than just this. coming into your house and your counter is two inches taller? Oh my god, I would lose my shit. <laughs> lose my shit. That's the thing. It's like it's imperceptible changes. Like it's just you. You know something has changed, but you just it's don't know what. you're just not sure what it is that's changed. <laughs> that's just See, that just reminds me of the idea of everyone. Um, or of somebody breaking into your house and taking something insignificant just to drive them nuts. Like, the batteries out of remotes. I've done or that like, work. all the, um... <laughs> or, like, uh, I, I don't know what else it Tra- was. There just was like take all, all of their trash things. bags, but leave the box. Oh, my God. Did I use all those already? <laughs> like that, yeah. I just bought these. <laughs> Where is it? Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. <laughs> Until finally you, you take their microwave, like, where's my microwave? What hey, now hell? I know that's fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> my God. What up? Are we 
with normal people for discussing this. I, we're giving some psychopaths some really great ideas. We really are. <laughs> but also, it's a warning for everybody who's listening you know, to, yeah. You know, if you see this happening to you, maybe somebody's doing that. To that's you. that's a good point. It's really a public service announcement. <laughs> yeah. Just so you know, it was a Woody Allen that said the it's not paranoia if it's true. <laughs> Are we really invoking Woody Allen? Here? Are we? It's his quote. <laughs> Oh, that reminds me of another of another digression. Um, so next week on the pod on the regular podcast, we're doing uh, we're doing the uh, Mel Brooks, not Mel Brooks, Albert Brooks documentary. Oh, uh, awesome! Defending my life, so good. And I had this thought because I wrote about it. It's up on on the regular I critics. Uh, uh, feed, he is the reason why comedy in the 90s exists. Mm-hmm. He is the inti- like Generation X is Albert Brooks, and we just don't even recognize it. I, well, <laughs> he, he never really got his due. Like, he's he's a fucking genius. He is. He just is. I have his comedy records, and there's they're some of the best that I own. Actual CDs. <laughs> um, yeah. He never planned a single one of his talk show appearances so like one time when he was going on johnny carson he's like i don't know what to do he showed up with a speak and say and just was treating it like it was a it was a a doll like a talking doll like i've got this talking doll and i can make it say anything i want (laughs) hi johnny (laughs) it's clear what he's doing but it's like he's pretending that it's a doll that he can make it he's painted a little face on the back of it and giving it shoes and eyes that makes me so happy. <laughs> That's on YouTube? Probably. I gotta fucking watch that shit. Oh my god, it's just... Yeah, he, he's a genius. He uh, really is. Like, Carl Reiner saw him perform, because uh, he and Rob Reiner went to went to high school together. Right. And, he saw, and Carl Reiner saw Albert Brooks perform at a, at a uh, student talent show, and then went on the Steve Allen show, mm-hmm. like, less than a week later, he goes, the funniest person I've, the funniest person I've ever seen? Albert Brooks. Yeah. <laughs> like he, nobody knew who he was talking about because they'd not. He's an eighteen-year-old kid at the time. That is so fucking cool. God, that is cool. <laughs> oh my god. Oh. And, and meanwhile, Carl said, "Dad, I'm right here." Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Son, you're funny, but <laughs> you're, you're not Albert Brooks funny. <laughs> you know that person I went to school with. <laughs> he's better than you, son. <laughs> son, I don't love you anymore. I'm going to adopt Albert Brooks. <laughs> do you know what Albert Brooks' real name is? I do know. Fuck. Um. Oh shit. I watched a documentary when I was down in South Carolina. Um. Fuck. I can't remember. It. Albert Einstein. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and who's Who's his famous brother? Oh, Super Dave Osborne. That's right. <laughs> when I found that out, I was like, what? That's so fucking cool. I, how I didn't you, know that. Do you know who Albert Brooks' dad is? Not Mel Brooks. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, I don't know his name, but his comedian name, because he was a comedian and an actor, <clears throat> who was referred to, wherever he went, as Park Your Carcass. <laughs> Park your carcass. Park your carcass. Do you know why he's famous? If anybody's ever heard of Park Your Carcass, it's not because of his uh, movies or TV or his stand-up. He's famous because the night that they welcomed Lucille Ball into the Friars Club, Park Your Carcass was sitting on the dais and died. Fuck you! He died on the dais at at the Friars Club during the induction of Lucille Ball. The first woman to ever join... The Fires, the Fires Club. Club. Probably why he died. <laughs> Lucille Ball. What a bitch. <laughs> what the fuck? Where's this Lucille Ball fire coming from? He was kind of a bitch. Did you ever... <laughs> I had no idea. You, behind the scenes? I, I, don't, I wouldn't put her on the cunt list because, honestly, as a woman, <clears throat> ahead of her fucking time, got shit done, deservedly, 
got the accolades. She was not a kind person to be around. <laughs> Everything I've read about her, she's just a monster. Well, to certain people. I see. I saw, I saw that terrible Aaron Sorkin movie about uh, Lucy and Desi. Who played her in that? Uh, Nicole Kidman. And in just that typically Sorkin way, like, you can't have a joke, like, be thought of in a room by a group of people going, this sounds like a funny idea. No, everything's got to be she saw it somewhere and was inspired and, like, turned that. And then it's all, like, this really dramatic thing of her coming up with this brilliant, world-changing joke that only she could have thought of from having seen. It's like... I don't need an origin story for the the fucking grape stomping scene. It's funny because she's acting weird while stomping grapes. Right. It's not this big thing that she spent hours thinking about. Mm -mm. He's like acting like she's fucking Michael Jordan of comedy. Like like she has this preternatural. And yes, she's a genius. Right. She thought of these things and, and performed them. But it's like he's got these origin stories for everything. And it's like. Not everything is that complicated. Some things are just funny. <laughs> and, and there's no joy. She had no joy in her comedy whatsoever. That's not true. No, that's that's the way they play it. Like, this is not a joyous thing for her. This is genius to it. This is oh, genius. Oh, shut up. Are you serious? Oh, no, yes. It's all about just the cerebr- cerebral genius of coming up with these things. And it's I like, like Nicole Kidman. She did I think I did she movie. not laugh ever? Like, yeah. did, was there no joy whatsoever? In her or Desi, they just they just like angrily came up with all of their comedy. Right. <laughs> from a from a from a specific from just a from from just a mental challenge aspect, not because it's funny. <laughs> I hate life, so I'm gonna write comedy. Well I mean, actually that does make sense. <laughs> yeah. I think Patton Oswalt said something to that effect. It's like you have to have like a pretty fucked up vision to want to be a comedian. Wow. But there has to be you have to laugh at don't you when you're writing a joke? You have to laugh at it first, don't you? I would, have, yeah. If you <clears throat> think it's funny, then you'll tell it. If you don't think it's funny, you won't tell it. Like, well, some comedians still do that. I find it just strange that he had to yeah. like illustrate the entire intellectual process of coming up with, you know, stuffing a bunch of chocolates in your mouth as fast as you can. Again, and that was a lot of that was with her was about the physical comedy of it, and it doesn't take a genius to to do that. You know, I'm you, not saying she's really not a genius. I'm just saying, like, I don't. I think genius is there's a bit like, much. But it's like funny though. It, it's, yeah. it's a funny idea to do with that. Like mm-hmm. that's a, that's an improv that you could come up with and just do that. You know. But see, okay, here's the thing about that was that that's one of the reasons why I couldn't watch I Love Lucy. Like I remember watching it as a kid, but as I got older, it started to give me anxiety because I knew she was going to get into trouble, <laughs> something would have, get fucked up. And then it would resolve itself. So, but I she'll nearly kill John Wayne. Right. And, and, yeah. And I'm like, I don't want to watch that. It gives me anxiety. It's one of the reasons why I stopped watching Friends for a while, because Ross became the Lucy of that show. <laughs> and all these things just kept happening to him. And I was like, all right, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm walking that away. episode where he gets trapped in the leather pants. Oh, my God. That oh one. Oh, God. The, um, the self-tanner scene. Oh, oh my god! Self-tanner. At a certain point, yeah, they just ran out of things to do with Ross, didn't they? Yeah, and it, it, it what a bummer because I mean they found stuff for everybody else to do, but like they just kept trying to put him in a relationship. Like he didn't have, you know, he, he could have just been a single dude, you know. But no, we have to keep marrying Ross off, you know, and that it just yeah, that's <laughs> making a gimmick that he gets married a bunch of times, right? And, and, and then it became like just about like repeatedly humiliating him, mm-hmm. just yeah. placing him in the most humiliating situations all the time. That's exactly what I'm saying. And I can't watch shows like that. It yeah. gives me anxiety. Like the, there's one episode mm-hmm. the the early early seasons that I can't watch because I find it so triggering or weird or I don't know. It's the scene. Where, it's one where tri- Chandler's trapped in the in the vestibule with the with that model. Oh, I love that episode. I hate that. Why? I hate it because it's like. Just act like a fucking human being. <laughs> no human being is going to act like you're acting in this situation. Wow. <laughs> I thought that was a really good episode. I I thought he could have been... I thought we could have been better with that. It, made, it just made me feel just all uncomfortable and weird. And <laughs> I just don't think... <laughs> as much as I... Because I love that character. I mm-hmm. love Chandler. He's mm-hmm. my favorite character. Right. And I just didn't feel... He's not going to be smooth in that situation, but no. he's not. This is this. This goes too far. It's taking it too far. I, I can see into him it. being I can a loser. Yeah, I can see that. 
Of course. We went really off topic today. We really did. Well, you know, we're talking about fearless for fuck's sake. That's true. And again, <laughs> it, I mean, I cried at the end. So it's like, you know, it, it, those kinds of movies, it's so hard. Like, give us a shitty 1993 movie. <laughs> this was your idea. <laughs> I want to fearless. You insisted on this. I, because I love the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I love my Jeffy. What, what is your, Je- your Jeff Bridges top five? Hmm. <laughs> um. So number five would probably be. God, I have to look at my list. Um. No wait. Okay. Number one, fabulous Baker boys. Number two, Big Lebowski. Number three, Kiss Me Goodbye. Number four, mm-hmm, probably this movie. And number five, oh, uh, Fisher King. I hate. The fabulous Baker Boys. And they hate you too. (laughs) Fuck you and fuck yourself. Hate that movie. Why do you hate it? Oh gosh, it's been a while. Let me see. I wrote beautiful movie. I wrote terrible things about it because I didn't enjoy it. I guess it just wasn't for you. (laughs) It was not. I fucking loved it. It was not for me. That's the that's the that's the takeaway. I know, but here's the thing. What I like, you should. Laud, basically. <laughs> when are you going to get this? <laughs> How this works. We did like a 30-year review of, of Fabulous Baker Boys, and yeah, it just did not... I did not enjoy that. <laughs> shame. And it's certainly... I mean, Lebowski is way better. Disagree. <laughs> I mean, Lebowski is one of the greatest movies of all time. But as for me, a Jeff Bridges film freak and here's the thing about like, like kiss me goodbye he's not in it nearly enough but he's in it just enough that i love him in it. he's so cute in it. <laughs> so. okay i get it now yeah worst movies amateurs <laughs> stay hungry those are pretty much it amateurs is awful it's got a great fucking cast but it's a terrible terrible movie oh yeah. and um the one where um, he, like, dies, like, five minutes into it, and then his body just stays in the house, and that little girl, like, has to talk to him. And Terry, um... Gilliam, yeah. Terry Gilliam. Yeah. yeah. Fuck, I can't remember the name. Yeah. And then, no, and then, uh, door, door, the door on the floor. <laughs> what about King Kong? Oh, I fucking love King Kong. That's, like, number six, I would say, for me. I, I, oh, God, he's so hot in that what about the movie you made with Clint Eastwood? Is that good? Oh, is that, um, no, I'm thinking of, um, was that Thunderbolt and Lightfoot? Yeah. Yeah, that was a good one. Uh, Rancho Deluxe. Fantastic movie. Um, yeah, I've pretty much seen all of these. I mean, I've seen <laughs> every one of his movies. Against All Odds? Number seven. <laughs> I fucking love that movie. It's, it's weird. because I've heard Robert, that movie is, like, supposed to be super sexy. Is it super sexy? It's fucking hot is what it is. And I'll tell you, like, um... Robert Sheehan is in a movie called Jet Trash. And mm-hmm. the, that movie, I swear to God, not saying that it was ripped off, but it, it is, it's basically against all odds, but flipped. <laughs> but I mean, it, it's just as sexy. I mean, it's just, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I guess when I first saw Jet Trash, I'm like, this is against all odds. Where's Jeff Bridges? Is Jeff Bridges in Jagged Edge? Is he? I don't know. I think he is. And then, um, the morning after, ooh, that's number eight. I love that movie. Jane Fonda. What about the mirror has two faces? Aww. <laughs> that's a guilty pleasure for me. He's such a nerd in that fucking movie, and he doesn't want to fuck Barbara Streisand. <laughs> Does he though? Oh yeah. They banging out. I mean, <laughs> they dance at the end of it. I think that's a metaphor. Ah <laughs> oh, yes. For you know whatever. That's the other one I was trying to think of. I had another one to ask you about. R.I.P.D. With Fuck Ryan that Reynolds. movie. <laughs> Fuck that movie and it's fucking ass. <laughs> and that pisses me off, too, because it's like, I, I remember when you went and saw it, and you're like, oh, it's a piece of shit. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to sit through it anyway. And I, I could have done something so much better with my fucking time that day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because that's all, yeah, it's not, that is not a, a movie that's worth anyone's time. That is, and that's rare. That Ryan Reynolds makes a movie like that. 
because I usually love everything he does. But what do you think of Crazy Heart? Mm. Number nine. I love Crazy Heart. <laughs> God, so good in that fucking movie. That's a, class- a fucking classic. That one. You know, you know, my number two would be after uh, after Lebowski because Lebowski's his greatest film ever made. So um, you. Hell or High Water would be my number two. It's him and Chris Pine and uh, Ben Foster. I have never seen that. You've never seen Hell or High Water? You've got to see Hell or High Water. It's amazing. Oh, my God. What a great goddamn movie. What's it about? Uh, He plays a sheriff who's tracking these two uh, farm boys who uh, have robbed a bank to uh, try and keep their ranch. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. It's very, very good. Okay. I'll check that one out for sure. What about The Giver? No. Oh, I like The Giver. <laughs> What'd you think? Um, I like the book better. He was great in True Grit. Fucking fantastic in True That's my number 10 right there. <laughs> Not so good in The Men Who Stare at Goats. Oh my god, that fucking movie. So bad. Men what? Who stare what a tag. Ta- yeah. real- <laughs> Remember when that came out? We're like, is this a real fucking movie? <laughs> Saw the trailer for it, and I'm like, that's not a real fucking movie. Somebody's taking a the piss. The Hysteric Goats is it's Jeff Bridges and George Clooney, and it's about a CIA program in which uh, they're trying to develop remote viewing techniques. <laughs> and oh. Jeff Bridges is playing like a hippie. But he's also in the military. He's doesn't, a military hippie. Doesn't he have an eye patch? In that? Okay, do those things go together? Because <laughs> I don't think they do. I don't think they do. But that's the character, though. That is the character. I. Uh, it shouldn't be. <laughs> I don't think. But fuck that mean, movie. Just it's not good. It's not a good movie. It's none of our business. <laughs> <laughs> the army's. The Army's New Earth Army, a unit that employs paranormal powers in their missions. No. <laughs> that was the that was the premise of the movie, and Jeff Bridges was like the commanding officer. Yeah. What about Iron Man? Fuck yeah. Obadiah uh-huh. Stain, baby. <laughs> I have I have that toy somewhere. Yeah. Bridges is weird as a villain, isn't he? He is, but he's so fucking he's good at it though. Like <laughs> I well, you know what I think it was? It's the chemistry with, with Robert Downey Jr. in that movie. I love the way that they speak to one another. It's 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 electric. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. Oh God, fucking love him. Yeah, and he drives a fucking Segway in that shit. <laughs> Coming down the road on the Segway, it's like, dude, Jeff, are you in a Segway? <laughs> Why? And it's like, oh yeah, that's how Obadiah would get around. Okay, cool. Did Did you love Texasville? Texasville. Oh, with um, uh, is it uh, Jessica Lang? No, no. Oh, Civil Shepherd. Yeah, that's the one. Kind of a sequel to the Last Picture Show. Yes. Yeah, I, I no, I hate that movie. <laughs> How many times have you seen Cutter's Way? Once. <laughs> that's all you need. <laughs> one and done. Yeah, I didn't like. Did not like that. That that movie gave me anxiety. What about uh, uh, the American Success Company? <laughs> I do not recall that one. <laughs> it's available on YouTube. Oh, I have seen that. You know why? Because Bianca Jagger's in it, and Is she, she plays uh, his love interest in it. And it's six parts. I watched it when I lived over at the marina. Now it's all coming back. To me. And you loved it. No, <laughs> I liked him in it, but overall it was stupid. I mean, it just it was kind of a comedy. Yeah, no. What about him uh, in the character of Rupert in Kiss Me Goodbye? That's my favorite. I told you it's number four on my list. <laughs> Rupert. Aww. Rupert. Yeah. I don't see him as a Rupert. He, he very much is a Rupert in there, though. <laughs> like I'm not saying like Rupert Grint, but like Rupert the teddy bear. In Family Guy, you know, that kind of paper. Huh. Just sweet and unassuming and sad. Fascinating. Yeah. We could do this all day. Uh, <laughs> it's got something. What about the Tron movies? Uh, first one, I fucking love. Even though, like, watching it back recently, it's like, oh, some of this stuff is not landing well. It's so cheesy. It is so cheesy. It's so cheesy. But then the... what, do I, what do they call each other? Oh, don't. Just no, the, the words in Tron are just so funny. 
Bitbrain? Bitbrain. It was Bitbrain. <laughs> wow, I can't believe I remembered that. That's so, like, it just popped in my head. Um, yeah, no, and then the second one, too, it's like, I, I, I've got I've got the actual, like, from um, Hot Toys, the Jeff Bridges doll from Tron 2. Yeah. And it's fucking awesome, because it looks exactly like him, and he came with, like, two outfits, and he could change his hands and shit, and... Um, I love that. I loved my hot toys of it, but I hated the movie <laughs> because I don't like the de-aging software that they use. I think it looks really weird because yeah. we all know how he looked when he was young. And I saw a little bit of him, but it didn't look enough like him yeah. for me. So I was confused. I thought he got out of the Tron game at the end of the he first did. Tron. So how yeah. did he end up back in Tron? Well, you know, uh, <laughs> Try to get out, but you get sucked right back in. You know, oh. you know the you know, you know Tron. Yeah, Chris, uh, you know Starman, obviously. Oh, that's my number eleven. Oh my god, I love Starman. You love Starman? I do. I hate Starman. It's better than Darman. <laughs> <laughs> Everything is better, better than, than Darman. <laughs> no, I love Starman, but now I'm going to be saying it like Darman. <laughs> Starman. God damn it. Fuck you, Darman. <laughs> Put him on the cut list. Oh, yes. you know what? Yes! yes. <laughs> Where is the cut list? It's over in this drawer that I can't reach. It's shoved back there somewhere. There for, we go. For, MJ, for people who don't know who Darman is, why don't you explain <laughs> Darman? Oh, God. So I first saw his videos because uh, YouTubers were reacting to them. <laughs> He's a YouTuber. And he makes these uh, great little stories about um, people learning life lessons. And at the end of them, they say, so you see, (laughs) this is why you shouldn't be a dick. And I feel like that was established earlier. And I feel like you don't need to say, so you see, see. every five fucking minutes. (laughs) I, I just, I love... The fact that you know he made like like millions, and yet um, you know all of his actors had to go out and uh, basically pick it mm-hmm. because they weren't getting paid a living wage. Oh, am, I, am I right that he that his that stuff is yep. actually shown in schools? I think he he hopes so. <laughs> he actually made a, he made a Darman video about him being in uh, showing up in a classroom. You know, because his his number one fan was in there, <laughs> Noah. You don't know Darman. <laughs> yeah, I do. I love when he walks in the room. They're like, they're the one kid screams, Darman. And it's like, okay, how are we saying his name? <laughs> I thought it was Darman, right? But oh, he said actually, that was one? They, yeah, but then they like say Darman like he's Batman. And I think he fucking wants it like that. <laughs> Is that how it's supposed to be? I know. I, come on now. <laughs> I'm telling you. Strange, strange man. <laughs> Why? We'll close the show on Amy's thoughts. Uh, Amy's going to give us a 10-minute dissection of White Squall. Oh, so White Squall stars Jeff Bridges as a man who is on a boat with Scott Wolf, who is from Party of Five. They get into a White Squall, which is a storm, and they all nearly... White Squall? Yeah. White Squall. And they um, they all fall over the boat and they die the end that's not how it really ends (laughs) but everyone in that movie is white and they all wear white clothing and it's a lot of white dialogue so jeff bridges plays squall squall white squall (laughs) first name is white his name is white squall (laughs) it's not not the weather that you encounter on a boat his His name name is white squall Squall. (laughs) he sounds like a fucking villain Ah, uh, we must go defeat White Squall. <laughs> this, will this will not stand, White Squall. This will not stand. Oh, no. Yeah. The imperious I, White Squall. Again, back when I was going through my Jeff obsession era, which is a good three or four years, um, I and I do this with all actors that I that I love. I, I, I'm a completist. I have to see every single thing they've done. The only reason I sat through fucking White Squall was because Jeff Bridges was in it, but not nearly enough for me to justify losing an hour and a half to that fucking movie. Oof. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. What White is he? Squall. He get kicked out of the movie at a certain point? Doesn't he fall over the side? I have no idea. 
you don't. I've never seen it. I barely remember it. But again, that was like 2006. So <laughs> I don't remember a lot from 2006. I was really drunk during that period of time. Um, I don't remember anything from 2006. I was two. You were two. You Ugh. spent a lot of time at my house. Not while I was drunk, by the way. Yeah. And I, well, I think, oh, oh whoa. Stop playing your PS4 or whatever the fuck it's that not is. A PS4. What is it? This is a Switch. So whatever it is, your <laughs> your Pokemon game or whatever you're playing. What are you doing? Got to catch them all. That's what I say about most venereal diseases. Oh, do it at least wow. once. Get it out of the way. <laughs> Brought to you by Fiero, <laughs> the official car of venereal diseases. <laughs> How'd you get your VD? <laughs> Backseat of a Pontiac Fiero. <laughs> just like all of me, my cousins and my brothers and everybody. You just get a V you just get VD <laughs> when you sit down in a Fiero. Maybe wear underpants. <laughs> <laughs> but when you are when you own a Fiero, you don't wear underpants. Everything is commando. Strictly commando. Telling you what. Telling you what. <laughs> Fiero, the official star, the official car of Commando. Oh, no. Do you not... like underwear? You're not allowed to drive a Fiero. Right. Do you? Do you wear underwear? Neither do we. <laughs> Just for our Pontiac event this Friday, 1987 Pontiac Fiero. Next week, do it. Would you like to watch the Three Musketeers? Oh no. Carlito's Way. Oh no. Ernest rides again? Oh, fuck no. No. <laughs> All right. Then the answer is My Life, starring Michael Keaton. Good night, everybody. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what were our choices again? <laughs> the Three Musketeers. Is that with um, Charlie Sheen? Charlie Sheen and Kiefer Sutherland. Okay. Uh, Carlito's Way. Pacino? Yeah. Uh, then uh, Ernest rides again. And and my life, my life. Why don't I? Was he no? It's Keaton dying of cancer for ninety five minutes. That sounds great. <laughs> well, I think we found our movie. He's dying of cancer, and he's making a bunch of videotapes for his uh, child to to watch every year on their birthday. Oh, oh I was because I, I just Nicole Kidman's to... his wife. Yeah, we're not going to watch that. What? No. What are we going to watch? Three Musketeers. Ernest rides again. Uh -huh.